Hello, Hello camper. camper. Hello there, friend. Howdy. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Truth Cabin. Everybody and welcome to the Truth Cabin. This is Charlie. This is Matt. And this is Steve. And it is a beautiful winter day here at the Truth Cabin. And for another great conversation, we are once again joined by our guest counselor. Counselor Ashley is back for this conversation. Hello, Ashley. Hi, everyone. Thanks hey, for having back. me. Welcome back to the cabin. It's good to be back. We have a great conversation for today but before we get into that we're just going to say the results of our poll from our thanksgiving and black friday themed episode we did last time and if you want to be involved in any polls or questions anybody you can go to our instagram account at the truth cabin to see that so our one poll that we did this time was should the month of november be all about thanksgiving so the options were yes or no so I was very happy to see that 75% of the people put in said, yes, November should be just about Thanksgiving. 25% of people said that Christmas deserves to take over that month as well. So, oh boy. Yeah. Well, at least the majority of people gave the right answer, right? Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, yes. So that was our only poll question for that last episode. And now we're going to get right into our main topic for today. So we're going to throw it over to Counselor Steve. Thank you, Counselor Charlie. Again, welcome, Counselor Ashley, guest Counselor Ashley Thanks. to the Truth Cabin. Uh, as you can see, we've decked the halls of the Truth Cabin because we are talking about Christmas. Oh. oh, I'm so excited for this. Santa is on his way. We bringing lots of toys and goodies on his sleigh. <laughs> oh, did you just make that up? That was really. Good. I did. Yeah, it's right. That's right off the dome. Okay. Santa I, is ready to slay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Go ahead, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I I wanted to keep this conversation tight, real tight. So I'm I'm thinking that we start with a little bit of personal Christmas talk, going through our personal, you know, takes on Christmas, right? Some traditions that you may follow and then we'll dip into some factoids maybe i don't know i i would like to and Do then it. we'll hit up christmas in the media so that's Ooh. our outline i i'm i'm so excited to bring you all on this journey campers it's going to be a, a it's going to be a festive one for sure I'm feeling festive, Steve. Let's do this. Let's do it. Okay. What is the Christmas experience to you? 
So take a moment to think about that question. The sights, the sounds, the smells, the tastes. What memories does Christmas evoke in you? Let's let's start it out with Counselor Matt. Okay. Well, I will when I think about the senses of Christmas, I do think about the food and the eggnog. And uh, we've always had a, a live Christmas tree in our house growing up. So I always think of the the smell of a, a fresh pine tree in your home, freshly cut. Uh, but growing up as a kid, I always have good memories around the table with family, around the Christmas tree, opening presents, um, and especially sitting around the TV and watching Christmas movies or listening to Christmas music. And even if I've moved away from where I grew up, just driving around where I live in Orlando and listening to Christmas songs, it brings me right back to being a kid, being with family and celebrating those special moments together. So I will say Christmas is one of my favorite times of year. And for me, the music is most important. And I brought some some research that I'd like to share with the group later on in the uh, in the podcast today. But I'll at least start with those memories and uh, pass it off to Steve. Thank you so much, Matt. Yep. That really struck a chord with me. Uh, really? I I think about the smell of pine needles. The, right. It's important. Um, it's very important. When else do you smell pine smell really? Um, other than Christmas. I'm going to pass it off to Counselor Charlie now. What are you thinking, Counselor Charlie? Yeah, uh, whenever I think about the holidays or Christmas in general, I really do, I really like the idea of thinking about like the, the decorations that people put up because, you know, you get the people who will just put up like, you know, the modest decorations, like just the tree, maybe a couple little things around the house, and then maybe like, you know, the occasional like light in the window or something like that. Then you'll get the people who go a little bit more than that. They'll put a couple, some uh, string lights in the bushes, maybe a, a Santa here or there, but not a lot. Then you get the people who go all out and have like the giant inflatable like Santa and his sleigh and the reindeer, the snowmen. You got all that. And um, I always think it's interesting to see what different people choose to put out when they put their things out as well. Because some people will start putting their things out like the day after Halloween. Some people will start putting their stuff out in sometime in December. Personally, for me, I feel like the weekend after Thanksgiving, that's the weekend to put up your Christmas stuff, the Christmas tree, everything, mm -hmm. the weekend after Thanksgiving, that Saturday or Sunday during that Thanksgiving break time that you have. That's the perfect time to do it. And that's going to break out all of our Christmas things. One of the big sites that I always think about with Christmas for me is in my family. Um, my family started this tradition for me in particular when I was very young of getting me a nutcracker that was very specific every single Christmas. And I still have all of them. And now all of them up together, there are nearly 30 of them. Wow. <laughs> there are... Jeez there are quite a few nutcrackers there are a lot of them there and um i don't think that tradition is going to last much longer but i do know that like even just having 
having them there, I can just look back and say, oh yeah, I remember when I got this one, it fit this year. And then this one was with this year. And that's one of the cool things I think I really like about looking at my decorations and looking at things for Christmas is that I can think like, you look at it and go, oh yeah, I remember this came this year. And I remember these things happened then. Like I can really take those objects and put time onto them. And um, as far as any other like senses that I really think about when it comes to Christmas, I've always thought about when it comes around the holiday season is thinking about what new movies and stuff are going to be coming out. Cause it's usually in that Thanksgiving to Christmas timeframe. There's so many big shows and movies that come on that time. Cause some people are willing to go out. Um, even if it's not technically Christmas time, like I know last few years, it became really big that like the new star Wars movies all came out around the, around the Christmas time. And it's just been really, it's really cool to like look forward to that around that time as well and see the new, Christmas specials and everything that, that come out every single year. So those are the big things that I always think about. Right. How about you, Counselor Ashley? Um, what do you got? Yeah, so Christmas in, in my house growing up, um, my dad really loves baking. So Christmas um, was all about uh, the baked goods. A variety of them <laughs> were always in production. And um, this year, my dad uh, predicts that he will bake 10 different items for the Christmas celebration, which I think is just totally excessive, but he loves <laughs> to do it and everyone has a different request. And so he really loves like, you know, um, catering to each individual in our family. So um, that was something that was always going on. Uh, leading up to Christmas. And then Christmas Eve was always a big deal because it was the one day a year that we would have fondue. Oh, That was always our Christmas Eve celebration. I don't think you know this, Counselor Charlie, mm -hmm. that we would, yeah, we would have, um, we had a fondue like set up with um, some sort of like, you know, kerosene thing and it, he, it heated up oil and we cooked um chicken steak we had little bits of bread um and then we always had this like salad that my dad made with um onions and uh hard-boiled eggs and oh. those two things we never did them any other day but christmas eve so it was kind of a fun thing to know like oh this is the day that we have that salad and this is the day we do fondue. So since since you had it so infrequently, yeah. did you have to like go over the rules when you had it? You know, like the fondues and the fondants? I mean, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, if you weren't careful, like, you know, that hot oil could really get going. So my dad was always the one that like monitored the oil situation. Um, and then... Uh, yeah, more recently, we've gotten out of that. We don't do the fondue. But until I was like 25, we did that every single year. Um, then when we all found out we had celiac, we stopped doing it. So um, now we just we eat other things. But, but it was a great before time that we had <laughs> doing fondue together. Very nice. Yeah, when I think about Christmas and the senses of Christmas, the things that Christmas projects onto you. I think about 
tastes that you really only taste around Christmas, which for me is like peppermint or cinnamon. Yep. Uh, those are tastes that like throughout the year, you don't really experience them unless you're really seeking them out. Mm-hmm. Um, there are treats that my mom makes bacon wrapped water chestnuts oh yeah so yummy those are a big christmas eve treat and i'm gonna like skip ahead a little bit to new year's um because this is a new year's treat but i kind of associate them all with the Christmas season uh-huh. is spinach balls with a mustard dipping sauce. Oh, wow. So good. And I look forward to them every year. So I have a list with me of Christmas foods, and I want to get a sense of if these things only exist in songs and stories. Mm or if people actually have them. So we'll start with fruitcake. Do any of my fellow counselors have experience with fruitcake? Yeah, I have. It's usually the thing that's gifted to you that you really don't want. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Of all the things that people might give you, it's always the fruitcake that's like, you know, the least desired, because if you're dealing with multiple types of cookies or pies or a cheesecake, yeah, fruitcake is just, it's not going to cut it. Right. It's right. such a nice gesture though, but it is a nice gesture. It it's, but there is a reason for it to be that trope, the like unwanted Christmas gift. Yeah. Trope. Okay. How about this roasted chestnuts? Has anybody here had roasted chestnuts? Never. No. no. You can find, depending on where you are, um, I've seen them like, you can find them by a vendor, like on the street in New York City or mm-hmm. in different European cities. But it's not specific to Christmas, I don't think. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I just, I, I've never had anything like that. But I always just think that, when it comes when it comes to like because you mentioned water chestnuts, I'm just like, I have no idea what that tastes like, and the idea that it's like, how good could it possibly be if you have to wrap it in bacon? <laughs> right. I, I, right. But that's just it's because I don't know anything about it. I'm sure it's delicious, but oh, I would like you, water chestnuts. You would eat them without the bacon. I have eaten them without bacon. I knew there was something. Good you know why? Salad. You know why? Yes, I love a salad. That's why, and they <laughs> yeah. very easily go into salads. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you wouldn't eat them alone. You wouldn't be like, oh, a bottle, bo- a bottle, bottle, a no. bottle of water chestnuts. Yes. <laughs> glug, glug, glug. <laughs> yes, that's it. <laughs> um, I do think though that you can get chestnuts like from a vendor, like you would like a hot dog vendor. They come in like a paper bag. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I've seen them in New York City, but I don't right. know how high in demand they are. We'll have to take a, a field trip. <laughs> A truth cabin field trip. Okay, figgy pudding. How about that? Anybody ever had figgy pudding? Do we know what that is? Does anybody know what that is? 
it's a pudding, but of a figgy consistency, right? Yes, that's that. I was thinking that. Yeah, I would say yeah. just update that, just that st- song lyric to Figgy Newtons. Oh, and that would be more relatable. Yeah, easy yep. update. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Figgy Newtons. That's my suggestion for the Christmas cultural canon. How would it be song, Steve? So give so give us some Figgy Newtons. So yeah, that give us some Figgy <laughs> Newtons. So much better, more, yeah, more with yeah. the time. Yeah, with right the cookies. <laughs> and last but not least, the sugar plum. Does anybody know what a sugar plum is? Because I don't. I heard they like dancing. Uh huh. Yeah. Yes, but. My guess is you take, I'm assuming it's like a candy apple. Do you just take plums and sugar them? Oh, I did. I did do a little bit of research uh-huh. to, mm-hmm. to see if I could prepare myself for this conversation a little bit. Yep. And what I found was that sugar plum refers to only a treat that is round. So plum in the like dessert terminology is just something that is small and round. Oh. So it doesn't necessarily have plum the fruit in it. Mm. So that so that's a factoid for that's a truth for yeah. you. Add that to the list of growing truths. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're we're doing it. We're we have almost a full library of truth now there's actually quite quite a few truths under our, under our christmas tree today steve uh, well i'm ready i'm ready to open them all up those are the only gifts that i'm interested in is <laughs> i the, the truth santa you can keep your diamonds you can keep <laughs> you can keep all the jewelry just bring me truth just bring me facts and figures oh okay <laughs> So I would like to say in terms of personal Christmas tradition that Christmas is a time of year that I find myself personally productive. It's the most productive time that I have in my not at work time because I really enjoy making gifts with you know various crafty hobbies uh glass etching or screen printing yeah so christmas over the past handful of years has been an exciting creative outlet for me and i i don't know if that is something that is relatable to a lot of people, but yeah, I find it very rewarding to make a thing that is, that is personalized for the recipient of the gift Mm. and to see their reaction because the, the challenge is to make something that a person wants to keep you know, like I, I would find it really gross 
to give somebody something that I made that they might want to not have or like throw away. Like, I don't want to burden somebody with, with a thing, you know, mm, like right. that's a, a very important part of the process. Yeah, so you're very I, thoughtful about it. And I, I believe we've all been on the receiving end of your creations and it's quite exciting to see what know. you make. I don't know if we've all kept your gifts, but we've received them at least. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> Only joking, Steve. I still have all of them. Thank you so much. And on the on the topic of personal Christmas traditions, yeah, um, this kind of tiptoes into the the music category of this episode. But there is a vinyl record that I listen to that brings me so much joy that I implore you all to seek out and listen for yourselves. It is Robert Rain's Christmas Organs and Chimes. And it is just delightful. It's like all these instrumental Christmas songs, but it's just like bells and mm -hmm. organs and it's very quirky and kind of off kilter at times because mm -hmm. it's just like, you know, a section of bells going through a, a couple bars of a song and then it'll just sw hard switch to organ and play the next bar as organ. Oh. And it's, uh, yeah, Robert, we will, um, we'll be sure to put this in a in the episode description or something yeah I'm intrigued so, by that it's it's so good it it puts me in the holiday mood even though it's just very silly and 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 see I thought you were going to say a very kids bop Christmas was your favorite album oh well that it's a close second okay okay <laughs> I will check out your your uh, suggestion though because I'm always looking for new Christmas music is yeah. it a newer, newer album or is it older oh no it is old it's an yeah. old an oldie but a goodie um, it's an oldie but a goodie yeah I've I've only discovered it in the past couple of years so uh, it was just a deep in a box of records that that looked interesting so I decided to put it on okay we're moving on to some traditions from around the world. Ooh. So let's take a trip. Ooh. So we'll start with one that I think a lot of people know. It had a resurgence in the past couple of years as a horror theme, uh, which is Krampus from mm -hmm. Germany. So yep. the the opposition to Santa where the naughty girls and boys are snatched up and taken to the underworld <laughs> so that's exciting and I guess they have like parades or there's a night where adults dress up as Krampus and effectively terrorize a neighborhood which is fun yeah Christmassy 
I think it's a way for horror or Halloween fans to just keep that going yeah, on obviously. into December. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I had that... heard of Krampus. I didn't know it was like a German tradition. I thought oh, yeah. someone made it up, you know, regardless of a. Mm -hmm. yeah. I remember very distinctly. It was kind of like a, it was like a made for TV movie. I forget the people in. I remember though that, that Steve Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin played Santa. And the premise in the movie, it wasn't exactly Krampus. It was that, oh gosh, I wonder, I remember, remember the name of this movie, but basically it was that Santa, like that Jesus was the son of God. And then that Santa was the son of Satan. And that's why <laughs> Santa is like, oh, well, Santa, you just changed two letters. And it's, and the premise of the movie was the only reason that he was good is because he lost a bet. And really? this is the year the bet was over. So now he could be evil again. And Stone Cold played Krampus. No, he played. No, it was Santa. It was specifically Santa Claus. It wasn't necessarily Krampus, oh, but I know. I, I think the Krampus theme was kind of like huh. what was in. I totally remember that. Interesting. It was a very, it was a very interesting. And how was the the uh, the range of acting on Steve? <laughs> oh, I mean. I do. I, the only thing I remember is when they're saying just like you didn't learn anything during this time, and I just remember him saying, "I hate children," <laughs> and I was just Amazing. like, "That's that, that's good stuff right there." Wow, crack a beer. I, I, yep, <laughs> <laughs> crack a beer, give a gift, hate a kid. <laughs> I have to look that up. Yeah, yeah seriously. Yeah, Santa. It's called Santa Slay. S L A Y. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Wow. Check, check it out. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Sometimes the bad Christmas movies are as good as the good ones. Oh, right? definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But Steve, do you have another tradition in mind that you wanted to talk about? Got a couple more. Okay. I'll make them quick. So there's a tradition in Catalonia, Spain, that is based around a character, Tio de Nadal which is a log that is decorated with a face on the like front cut side of the log with a couple of sticks stuck into the log as legs. Yep. So this tradition says that you put a blanket over this log and you feed it every night and on Christmas, you beat the log with a stick and it defecates presents. What? This no. is true. This is a true thing. Another truth. It's another truth, <laughs> a, a worldwide truth. Wow, I've never heard of such a thing. What is this thing called? It's Tio de Nadal. It's uh, wow. like a, I think it's the Christmas log or something. I think like that. It's like a Yule log-esque thing. Yeah. So it, it's, it has the essence of a pinata, but wow. um, yeah. So the, the, I, the, this is from Spain? Or this Italy? is Catalonia, Spain. Catalonia, Spain. Yep. Yeah. So that's that's another that's another tradition for you if you want to take up that tradition yeah, go. for your for yourself for your own household. Just bring a, a log into your space, 
We've got plenty of them. Plenty of them in the truth cabin. We can make that a new tradition for us here. We might. We might. There's no stopping us. And then the last on my list is KFC Christmas Feast in Japan. Really? So on Christmas, a, a growing number of households have a big, like, dinner at KFC. And that's 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 it. I've that's never all heard it. that. That's all there is to it. Wow. I wonder how many KFC locations there are in Japan. I heard it's pretty popular. Really? Yep. Finger looking good. So that's it. That those are the traditions from around the world. Wow. Uh, we uh, it's a, a very sparse list, but <laughs> you know, it's there keep it light. Yeah. On the topic of traditions, Steve, have you ever gone caroling before? I have I'm not. Curious. I've not gone caroling. Charlie, Ashley, caroling ever? No. no. I feel I, like that's a tradition that people do in movies, but in reality, it's not very would, popular. In like third or fourth grade, I was invited to go caroling from a classmate who I didn't want to hang out with. <laughs> And they kept asking me throughout the season, I'm going Carolyn, you want to join me? And I was just like, "Ah, do people do that? Is that a thing? You know, I don't want to be a weirdo just hanging out in front of people's houses singing, asking for Figgy Newtons, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So no, I've I've never done it, but I just think that's an odd, kind of an odd tradition that everyone knows about, but when's the last time it's happened, right? Right. Another one I'm always curious about is mistletoe. Yep. Is that a thing that is is really something that people do? Is that ever a meet cute for somebody? Is great question. You know, standing underneath the mistletoe yeah. by accident mm-hmm. just makes you wonder. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, as a female, I I feel like I would always be aware of where there was mistletoe for fear of being underneath it with the wrong person, (laughs) especially, I mean, there's a scene in the office where the like super annoying executive guy has mistletoe on his belt and walks around and like shows all the ladies. (laughs) And it's like, that's awful. So no, I don't think mistletoe is a real thing. Have you ever, I've never seen it. And now that I say it, I don't think I could identify it. I feel like the mistletoe is like the Christmas version of the kiss cam from uh, sports events. It's Mm -hmm. like, oh, you got a kiss. And it's just Mm -hmm. kind of a a forced romantic interaction, which I think is kind of cringy, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Unless you're into the kiss cam, but it's not my kind of thing. I just don't, I don't support it. You know what I'm talking about, Ashley? The kiss yeah. cam? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I there's just, a I, lot of presumption just going and looking at two people and saying, you should kiss. You guys got to make out. The camera's on you. And the same thing it's with like, the mistletoe, right? This is my yeah. cousin. Yeah. I'm here with my family. This isn't. <laughs> this is, it's a family gathering. I don't know this person. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We have come now to the Christmas in the media section of the episode (laughs) 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 let's start with 
TV and movies, because I know, Counselor Matt, you have some special music facts for us. So I want to get through TV and movies. Mm. Yeah, let's make it quick. Come on, let's get through this. Okay. All right. Here we go. In your opinion, what are the classics? Give me the classics. What are some of the like latest entries into the Christmas classic movies? What do you got? Okay. You mind if I start? Please start. Okay. So I have to, every year there's certain movies I got to watch and they give me that holly jolly spirit. Right. And the, uh, Muppet Christmas Carol for me is one of the best Christmas movies ever made. And I know people might think, oh, it's Muppets. It's, you know, it's puppets. How good could it be? If you haven't seen the 1992 Muppet Christmas Carol, it is full of Christmas joy. It's a great interpretation of the Christmas Carol, which is already a great story and been told countless times through different plays and musicals and and movies. Uh, But the Muppet version is from start to finish, the music, the puppetry, the, you know, the sets, the costumes, it is so well done. So I cannot uh, say enough great things about the Muppet Christmas Carol. Seconded on that. Right. It's just yeah. really good. I even put the soundtrack on every year because the music's just great. Um, but besides the Muppets, I love A Christmas Story uh, from 1983. It's, I think it's on repeat. What is it on TBS? Yep, TBS. Yeah. Right. It that's it goes without saying it's a it's a classic. And I think because it's on repeat every year, it's almost like you don't really have to watch the movie. You could just kind of step in and out of it and just continues to play over and over. Uh, but if you actually do sit down and watch it, it's very quotable. There's so many lines in that movie that are are, are funny and and easy to um remember every year. Um so I think a Christmas story is a a modern classic that stands the test of time. I just think it's really well done and funny and memorable. Um, and then a few other ones I like, like on the animated side, I like The Grinch Stole Christmas. I like the Charlie Brown Christmas special. I like Nightmare Before Christmas, which can be seen as either Halloween or Christmas. And I do like Rudolph the red Those Reindeer. It's not the best one, but I do like it. Uh, just, I think, because it reminds me of being a kid. Hmm. The claymation version. Yeah, the yeah. stop motion, stop motion yeah. from 64. It's I know it's not Steve's favorite, but I really do like uh it's kind of quirky. You know, one of the elves wants to be a dentist, right? And then there's all this bullying that happens to to Rudolph and he ends up excommunicated to the island of misfit toys. It's it's a weird story and it's, you know, what is it, 50, 60 years old mm-hmm. and people are still watching it every year. So Yeah. I think it's a classic in many ways, but what, what do you guys think besides the ones I mentioned? Pass it off to, to Charlie or, or yeah, Ashley. Charlie, go for it. I know you have one that's really important. Well, my fit, I would say more so than just being a Christmas movie. I would say one of my top five favorite movies period is the live action. The how, the how the Grinch stole Christmas with Jim Carrey. Yeah. That movie in particular I still quote that with friends all the time. Like, it's just, I feel like that's one of those movies that was really ahead of its time. So when it came out, like, it wasn't very well critically received. It was one of those movies that a lot of people didn't really get. 
And then a few years later, they tried to make that awful Cat in the Hat movie with Mike Myers. And because that movie was so awful, it kind of then made that movie, like, since they were kind of in the same family, true, look even worse. But now it's just like, not only is it a movie that you see constantly on TV all the time around Christmas, but like, I know that we've seen some of this online a little bit recently. I'm sure you guys see it around too, is when you go to Universal, there's literally like, a Grinch there like you see a Santa and it's a guy who's basically imitating Jim Carrey's Grinch because people love that Grinch so much because just like the way that he acts and everything it's just I think it's a really fun movie and every year I try to watch that at least once it's definitely definitely one of my favorites and um, I also just in general like you know that I can think of so many different like cartoons I used to watch when I was younger that had like a Christmas special that I remember watching one in particular that for some reason always sticks with me. And I watch every once in a while and I get very nostalgic for was for the original Rugrats Christmas special. I remember that one very distinctly because I, I remember that Angelica tricked Phil and Lil out of their toys. So they, so they gave them away. And then she was really worried because she did that, that she wasn't going to get, she was going to get coal from Santa. Right. So then she has to try to find a way to be good, but doesn't know how to do it. And Chucky obviously was scared of Santa. So Tommy was trying to help him with that. But I always remembered that one just because I think it was one of those ones when I was little, like they played constantly over and over and over again. But uh, then obviously the class that the, the classics that I watch all the time, you know, like the home alones and things like that are just, just great watches. And I know anytime I hear any music that was in the first home alone, I'm like, Oh yeah, this makes me think of home alone because there's so many great classic Christmas songs in that movie yeah. that then come into that one. But mm. yeah. <laughs> uh, for me, it was always babes in Toyland, Oh, um, mm. which is like kind of an odd movie. Um, we weren't really like into Christmas movies in my house. Like we didn't always watch a certain Christmas movie. Um, you know, it was really what was ever on TV, which so was a lot of Home Alone. Um, but yeah, Babes in Toyland is really the only one that I ever sought out. Interesting. Yeah. What about you, Steve? Well, I have a little list that I wrote just off the top of my head. Of did, did you classic. check it twice? I checked it twice. Sure hope you did. These movies are on the nice list. All right. <laughs> uh, so I wrote Elf. Oh, yeah. One of those movies that is a pretty recent movie, fairly recent in the, in the Christmas movie mm-hmm. terms. Um, that I think will remain just a like yearly watch. Yep. Uh, we have It's a Wonderful Life and Miracle on 34th Street. Now, these two, I don't have a lot of personal history with, but I, I they're movies that you always hear about mm-hmm. when it comes when you think about. Christmas movies because they're just classic stories that put you in the Christmas spirit. 
Jingle All the Way ah. as well uh, yep. is just a, a must watch for me <laughs> because it's so weird and slapsticky. Yeah. The, the Tubal Man. Yeah, the storyline <laughs> is just bonkers. And yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> you just ha- you just got to watch it if you haven't seen it you just have to see it and for me personally the peewee's christmas special mm-hmm. peewee's playhouse christmas special is th- th- uh, if i don't watch it in a year i i don't know what will happen to me mm. <laughs> it's just so, so good so good the the music the guests uh it's it's just so so good there's also merry christmas mr bean so oh yeah there's an episode of mr bean that's christmas special that is so funny i just watched that a couple days ago still holds up every year it's so so funny (laughs) I, i can't help but laugh through the whole thing is that the one when the turkey ends up on his head? Yes. Yeah, it's just so it's so good. <laughs> uh, and then there's a there's a special called the Muppet Family Christmas, which is I think uh, I don't I'm blanking on the year, but it's this special that I think was on tv that combined all of the muppet franchises into one special the fraggles were in it sesame street was in it wow the muppets were in it and the way that they interact with each other is wild like the sesame street crew shows up and they are acting like Sesame Street characters, but the Muppets are like, these these are weird, weird creatures, just in the way that they like talk. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's very interesting. I don't think we, we'll ever see something like that again because of the licensing and those yeah. properties being owned by different corporations but it's a very special uh special moment in in the media i think yeah and there's also uh, like this layer of it that is music that they couldn't license so you won't be able to find that on streaming services because it's copyrighted music so the versions that you can find that were on VHS have been like chopped up with sections of music cut out. Oh. So there, um, it's a, it's just an interesting little hmm. thing. It's a, it's an interesting thing. Can you stream it anywhere? You're saying, or it's not really available. I, it's not. I think you may be able to find it on YouTube if you look hard enough. But it's just one that is kind of lost to time. Yeah. A bit. Okay. I have a few more I wanted to mention just as shout outs. Great. Have you ever seen the animated special? It's called The Snowman. Oh, oh yeah. yes. 
that one brings me favorite that was on repeat as a kid Mm -hmm. and especially the music in that i think there's like literally no dialogue there's no dialogue yeah it's very like atmospheric and 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 calming and Mm -hmm. you know with the animation and the music it's uh very very cool it's almost kind of chilling and spooky and it's just very very cool it's a great great special did did you see the version of that so there are two versions of that special Mm -hmm. one that is um kind of the intro is pastoral landscape and it's just some I don't know who the narrator is, but you don't see the narrator um, introducing the story. But then there's another intro, which is David Bowie. And oh, really? he's on camera and he has like this, the um, scarf and he explains the story of the thing. Wow, and it goes I haven't seen that. The, yep, oh, there, there are two, cool. two different intros to the, yep. to the movie. I'll have to check that out because I can imagine just incorporating David Bowie into that would make it even better right mm-hmm. yeah and one more that we didn't mention um is the santa claus from 1994 with tim allen that was uh, a movie on repeat as a kid yeah i know they made sequels and they weren't as good but the first one the first uh santa claus movie was delightful mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah the first one is fantastic I think the other two they tried to go they're much more childish like they yeah. tried to they, they definitely went in a different direction with them and i've always said that when i watch them like they feel like they're not the same movies like they're like the two live in a different universe but that first yeah. one is just it's a lot of fun yeah i also, think also the oh, kid's name is the kid's name is charlie so i always mm-hmm. I, I always feel good about that you can't go wrong with that yeah right and, and it's i feel your like the only ability to connect with the character is if they have the same name <laughs> as you Mm-hmm. that's why he loves charlie brown and charlie and the chocolate factory it's all i yeah. watch <laughs> Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> and i i wanted to give a vote to the creepiest christmas movie and it's not gremlins i love gremlins it is polar express i just find the animation is so unsettling oh yeah and what I've about never... jack frost jack frost is creepy too <laughs> yeah was jack frost a cgi or was he a puppet what was what was the snow i think it was a hybrid in some instances it was like a frank oz puppet like on wheels and then i think they went back in and kind of cgi'd some some stuff it it is it's unsettling yeah but the the eyes on those characters in polar express i just i can never get into that movie even with the josh groban music and the you know the story which is wonderful the animation just kills it for me because mm-hmm. it's so yeah. so unsettling. And then I think Steven Tyler plays an elf in the end of the movie with this big music number. And oh gosh, I just, mm-hmm. I just never got into it. <laughs> and people are like, "Oh, Polar Express, love that movie." I'm like, uh, I just I can't do it, you know. And Die Hard, I should mention Die Hard. That's a great movie. Yeah, for the holidays. Correct. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> We've come now to the music section of this episode. I will start quickly by just getting a sense of faves, least faves, and then we can deep dive a little bit. I'll start my, my faves need a little Christmas now. It's just, I always puts me in the Christmas spirit, no matter the version 
um, Good King Wenceslas, Good King Wenceslas. Right. Yeah, that's one of my classic personal faves. And Feliz Navidad. I'm a simple, I'm a simple guy. I like, I like that song, you know, so, so good. It's just so happy. You can't listen to that song and not be in a good mood. Counselor Charlie, what do you think? Uh, there, I always find it interesting how, like when you're listening to music around Christmas, there's the mix of the very modern music. Like I know there's some music by like Josh Groban and Kelly Clarkson that have come out more recently that I absolutely love. But then you'll also hear the songs that came out in like the 50s and the 60s that are still huge around this time of year, around the time of year. Um, if I had to say which song I listen to a lot, I forget the name. What's the what's the name of that of the um Hawaiian Christmas song? Oh yeah, Melakalikimaka. Yeah, I just when I hear that, I'm just like, oh, you get a little. Yeah, it's like oh, it's like hey, it's Christmas, but you know, I just felt a little warmer inside and stuff like that. It might be cold, but this is warming me up. And then, in particular. I'll also mention that even though I know Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas, it's just like everyone says like that is the Christmas song. It's just one of those songs that I feel like it is played so to death that I listen to it whenever I hear it, I'm like, I can't. How dare you? I can't. I, like, I can't. <laughs> like, I just feel like I can tell you every single like, oh, come on, this song again. Ah. <laughs> Yeah. Like, like, I feel like I can nail every single beat to it. And it's like, to us, if I can do that to something that I'm not even seeking out to listen to, I'm listening to it too much. Yeah, that kind of reminds me of the, the whole um, Whamageddon uh, oh, yeah. trend. Mm -hmm. Trying to avoid hearing Last Christmas. Last Christmas. Yeah. By Wham. Ooh, that's yeah. a notable mention in terms of one of the worst Christmas movies. Yeah, they made they made that movie about oh, yeah. the song that had Amelia Clark in it. About the first line of the song. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, literally. All I'm gonna say is the point of the movie was is that she was spoiler alert. Yeah. He's a ghost. No, no, bit, no, she was she was going around. Basically, it was a girl who was just like she worked at a year-long Christmas store, like it was open year-round. Yeah. And she would go around to random, she would go around and basically like she didn't care about life. She's like, oh, I'm just going to go out drinking and partying. I don't care about life. Life is dumb. Mm -hmm. And then she uh, meets this random guy who she starts to get a connection with. And then you end up finding out throughout the movie, they mentioned she has medical issues. And then at the end of the movie, you end up finding out that she had a heart transplant and that the guy's a ghost and the guy who is a ghost actually is the one who died and he had her heart. So last Christmas, I gave you my heart. The opposite of that. Yeah. Oh, he gave her his heart yes she yes is, uh... yeah and that but the, yeah and then the very next day she gave, she it, away gave it away by being by being awful mm -hmm. and then the rest of then it just plays mm -hmm. no part to the rest of the song it's literally just that. that's it yeah <laughs> it's not worth Interesting. your time no i just gave it away emma, emma thompson does play an eastern european woman and it's not it great it doesn't it's not yeah it's not great but anyway what were you talking about? Music. Yeah, music. That's um, right. 
<laughs> my childhood is filled with the Jethro Tull music uh, Christmas album. Hmm. My parents and I went to see Jethro Tull in July one year when I was in high school. And he premiered his Christmas album at that concert <laughs> and played every single Christmas track from the album in the middle of July. And ever since then, of course, we bought that album and played it all the time growing up. And so now when I hear that music, I'm like instantly transported back to that time. And my dad pretending to play the flute in Jethro Tull. So <laughs> that always sits really well with me. And then my favorite Christmas song, which is like, it's a little obscure, I will say. It is called Christmas Wrapping by the Waitresses. I love that song. <laughs> I don't know what it is about the song, but I just, I love it. It's it, a little it, punk. It's a little yeah. punk rock. It's a little disco. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And she's like not really into Christmas and she kind of like turns around by the end, but she she doesn't even really sing it. She kind of like sing talks, which I also really enjoy. So, and that's, I never hear that song. So when it does come on, it's like a real treat. Yeah, that's a great, great pick. I would like to add a few of my least favorites. Okay, go for it. Ones that just make me cringe. First off, anything by Pentatonix, it's an immediate turnoff. How dare you? Their, their voices are beautiful. I know there's there's a, a lot of, you know, every Christmas I keep hearing them on the radio and they tour and they make a lot of money and they've kind of cornered the market. They have a little niche in the Christmas market mm -hmm. yearly, like Mariah Carey. And I just can't handle the acapella. Uh, beep, boop, beep, boop. I can't handle it. <laughs> can't, can't handle it. So pentatonics. what you exactly distilled it. acapella down to. <laughs> a lack of instrumental uh i also have a very strong distaste for i want a hippopotamus for christmas interesting it's too corny for me and that's on the same page as the dominic the donkey hee-haw hee-haw uh -huh. i i can't handle the cheese i like i like corny stuff but it's just a little too mm. I don't, I don't play it to listen and enjoy it. I just turn it off. Uh, besides, Great. <laughs> besides those, some of my favorites, which are more obscure, I like, I don't know if you know, the, the disco uh, quartet, they're called Boney M, and the song is called Mary's Boy Child. It's hmm. a very random song, but it goes, wow. Mary's boy child, Jesus Christ was born on Christmas oh. Day. Mm -hmm. It's a, kind of a disco-y, reggae it's a very very strange song but it's interesting it's wonderful i like it uh and i also like uh came out in 1984 by a mega group called band-aid called yeah. do they know it's christmas <gasps> that is a good song i think um bono is in it yeah. you know and and a lot of other big artists of the time at the end of that song where they're all like that just brings me back to being a kid and playing it on the radio and very very christmasy for me yeah uh and anything by burl ives i like i like a holly jolly christmas i like silver and gold you know all those songs from that special silver and gold you know it's just yeah. um, brings me back so 
our newest Christmas tradition is taking lovely uh, songs that are beloved by all people and singing them in different voices to somehow bastardize them and make them <laughs> intolerable. Uh, or to sing them as the Swedish chef. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so easy to do because, I mean, if you go out now into any store or even turning your car on in the radio, you're going to be inundated with this. And so it's pretty easy to get home and to be singing them without realizing it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the Swedish fish. fish. The Swedish fish, yeah. <laughs> taking candy over here. <laughs> it makes it easier to enjoy. I think as far as voices go, one of the unsung heroes of Christmas, because people are always like, oh yeah, Mariah Carey, Michael Buble, Pentatonix, wah, wah, wah. What about Andy Williams? He is the unsung hero of Christmas. Do you mm-hmm. know his his big hits? No. Um, happy holiday, the holiday season. I'll just give you it's a little. The holiday a little, season. It's the holiday season. So Santa Claus is oh, on yeah. his way. You, okay, just, yeah. He'll be coming down the chimney down. Yeah, it's very sing-along worthy. He'll have a big fat back up on his back. Yeah. <laughs> I think Christmas. that's come up on our on our Christmas mix this year. Yep. He Charlie also... somehow knows every lyric to every Christmas song. Yeah. I don't know how it's possible. It, it's in my karaoke range. Uh, Andy Williams. Also his It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year. Oh. It's the most wonderful time. It's just so good it brings me back so what about you steve as far as uh songs that you don't really care for on on the radio with christmas what do you what do you think thank you so much counselor matt um this is going to be controversial and i i apologize in advance i'm bracing for it let's hear it anything by johnny mathis what and just go away just (laughs) I'm sorry. There is something about that man's voice that grates on me so hard. I just, I just can't. I just can't with Johnny Mathis. I'm sorry. Wow. Another couple that I, that just don't sit well with me. Happy Christmas. War is over by. That's John. a hor- horrible song. Yeah. I cannot enjoy cannot enjoy and also on a kind of related note wonderful christmas time by paul mccartney is just one that i if i went the entire rest of my life without hearing that song again i could die happy yeah and in a festive mood how's that one go again how's it go again steve (sighs) I know there's a, is, are there children it's, singing? There's like soft Stanley. bells in it. A wonderful Christmas time. I kind of enjoy it, I have to say. And it starts out like the wom, 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 Yeah. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just that song for me. That song gets coal every year from Steve, right? Yeah. On the naughty list. I wish, I wish it crampest to be taken away to the underworld <laughs> for eternity for eternity santa claus steve austin needs to get on that Oof. so counselor matt yes what do you have for us i'll start by saying 
Do you hear what I hear? Do you hear what I hear? Do you it's... hear what I hear? <laughs> I'm like, where's my echo? It's the <laughs> Billboard's greatest Christmas songs of all time chart. Oh, yes. with me. Wow. It is a hundred songs. I will not go through all a hundred, but yeah, I'm gonna go cool. through we've mentioned just the evens. Yes, just the evens. <laughs> <laughs> uh I will mention the top 25. Okay. Biggest Christmas hits of all time. This is updated to this week. Okay. Oh, so we got great, very Breaking accurate, news. lots of truths here. Okay. Okay. Um, and I will, I will say, just outside the top twenty-five is Faith Hills. Where are you, Christmas? From the Grint soundtrack. Which oh yeah, yes, I, I good stuff. Good so stuff. Little shout out, shout out to her. Uh, but I'm going to start with twenty-five and work my way down. We're going to get through this real quick. Okay. Twenty-five is. Gene Autry's Here Comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. Mm-hmm. Classic. Classic, right? Very, very bouncy and fun to sing along with. 24 is Kelly Clarkson's 2013 hit, Underneath the Tree. Do oh, you we know just it? heard that, didn't we? Mm-hmm. It is slowly growing in popularity over the last seven or eight years. It wasn't a big hit when it came out, but when I heard it, I'm like, this is this is good Christmas music, and I think right. every every year Kelly gets bigger and bigger with that song. If you haven't heard "Underneath the Tree," take a listen. Twenty three is Andy Williams. It's the holiday season. <laughs> <laughs> so hickory dock, whatever. He says. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget to hang up your sock. Yeah, I do kind of enjoy it just because it's so ridiculous. Yeah, so good. Listen to that one again. Stream it. Stream it, everybody. Number 22 is You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch by uh-huh. Thurl Ravenscroft. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which, believe it or not, just entered the top 40 for the first time ever last Christmas. Wow. So good Good for Thurl. He finally hit the top 40. Mm. Uh, number 21 is Ariana Grande with Santa Tell Me. Oh, it's pretty good. It's 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 all right. Yeah, it's so new. It's from a couple <laughs> of years ago, but moving on. Number 20, Paul McCartney, Wonderful Christmas Time. <laughs> We're gonna keep this moving. Number 19 is the Trans-Siberian Orchestra with Christmas Cannon. Okay, yeah. Ah. Is that the one that's like do 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 Totally. Yeah. Possibly. Yes, that's from the Nutcracker. <laughs> yeah, that's also is, in Home Alone. Okay, <laughs> it's a that's a great song. Yep. Classic, right? It's in a and it's in a couple really great and powerful car commercials. So yes, very respect. true. Number 18, Blue Christmas by Elvis Presley. Another classic. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> wow, that was impressive. The talent in this cabin is yep. outstanding is astounding. We need to take it I down the like notch. Like... Charlie, it's getting too festive in the cabin. Bring it down. <laughs> All of this stuff is rights managed. Oh. I can't go singing these songs. Well, thank yep. you very much. <laughs> Number 17, Mistletoe by Justin Bieber. Eh. I mean, couldn't sing a yeah. I couldn't even tell you how it goes. No. Nope. Uh, number sixteen is "Happy Xmas." War is over by John and Yoko. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's literally called "Happy Xmas." It's not Christmas, so we're gonna move on from that one. Fifteen is the Ronettes with "Sleigh Ride." Do you remember that one? No. 
I think it goes a little something like this. Okay, moving on. Oh, <laughs> actually, that dro- no, you did it. You jogged my memory. That is worked. that the right one? Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Jingling, it's just over pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Number fourteen is Michael Bublé. Is it Bublé or Bublé? I can't ever say Bublé. It. Bublé. Michael Bublé. <laughs> It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. So good for him. Good stuff. Michael, mm-hmm. Michael Boob Lay. Good for you, Michael. Michael Boob Lay. 13 is Pentatonics. Mary, did you know? Number 12 <laughs> is <laughs> Gene Autry again with Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Another classic. I just remember the beginning of that song with that. <laughs> just it's, yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Very mm-hmm. classic. Number 11 is Trans-Siberian Orchestra with Christmas Eve. Do you know that one? Mm. Would probably know it if I heard it. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. I think it's the one with like the heavy metal, like. Oh, of course. Also in a lot of car commercials. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. Yep. Number 10 is Dean Martin. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Another classic. Number nine is White Christmas by Bing Crosby. Mm. Very old school Christmas feel. That, oh, I'm dreaming. Right. Number eight is Last Christmas by Wham. There it is. Yeah, there right. It, is. It, it made the top 10. I'm sorry. Of course it did. I bet it was yeah. very popular when it but came honestly, out. But honestly, the only thing worse than Last Christmas by Wham is the cover of Last Christmas by Taylor Swift. Have you heard that one? <gasps> no. It's cringy. And it, it's not recent Taylor. This is like jangly Taylor from 2010. It's not. <laughs> it's a country, country pop. Version. Oh, okay. I'm going to go seek that so out. So if you want your ears to bleed a little bit, put on some Taylor, Taylor Swift. Uh, number seven is It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year by Andy Williams. Of course, you can't beat Andy Williams. He's so good. Number six is Feliz Navidad by Jose Feliciano. Good for Jose. Number five is Burl Ives with A Holly Jolly Christmas from the uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer special. Number four is Nat King Cole with The Christmas Song, Merry Christmas to You. Do we, is that the chestnuts one? How does that one go? The Christmas song. Chestnuts roasting. It's gotta, I don't know. They all start fly. blending together. Oh. Yeah, I think it's, yeah, Merry Christmas to you. Yep, that's that one. Okay. They should call it like the chestnut song so we all know. <laughs> <laughs> Number three is Jingle Bell Rock by Bobby Helms. Okay. Oh. Another classic. Just yeah, of course. 50s, you know, it's got that 50s, 60s vibe, right? Um, and in the same line, number two is Brenda Lee with Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree, number two of all time. Wait. Wow. Does that mean? Yes, it means that number one is Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas is You. And I dedicate this one to Charlie. I have That's to so say, thoughtful. it is a great <laughs> song. Uh, it, it is. Just, it's just it over. Gets, it's over. Yes. It's overplayed. Yeah, yes. it's been overplayed. the interesting part of that list is hearing the classic names so those names that you kind of only or the the voices that you only hear during christmas the bing crosby burl ives gene autry 
yep. thinking about this like set of names or like Eartha Kit that you don't really hear their music. Santa Baby. Yep. Yeah, yeah, Santa Baby. The any other time really other than Christmas music. So yeah, that, like- that's the key to to timelessness is if you get a Christmas song mm-hmm. into the canon, you're in. That's yep. not easy at this point. Mm-hmm. People like a- release Christmas music every year. Some of it is not yep. good. Yep. I want to add one more. This was number 49 on the list, but it's a personal favorite. It's called Merry Christmas, Darling by the Carpenters. Oh, it, yes. It is such a delightful, warm, festive Christmas song. And my favorite line is, the logs on the fire fill me with desire. Yeah, that's it. Great. <laughs> it's a small window into Matt's life. Great. <laughs> Merry Christmas, darling. Merry Christmas, darling. It's so good. <laughs> so, so cheesy and syrupy, but a classic I put on every year. So mm-hmm. do yourself all a favor, <clears throat> throw away the pentatonics and oh. put on put on more of that Andy Williams to get in the mood. Yeah. Steve, I send it back your way. Go ahead. (laughs) Thank you so much, Counselor Matt. (laughs) We have come to the end of our Christmas episode, but to close it out, I would like to pose to our counselors the question, what is a truth cabin Christmas if our campers were to have themselves a tr- a very truth cabin Christmas. What are the traditions that they should kind of make part of their personal Christmas uh, roster? Mm-hmm. I will start. Make one handmade gift for a friend, or if you are like me and are afraid of giving a person garbage that they want to throw away, make yourself an ornament and hang it on your Christmas tree. So, so that's, one, that's one. Great suggestion. Thank you so much. Watch Peewee's Christmas special. I think that is a must for for any camper it's just it's just one that you got to do before any other special that we've mentioned right and uh, my fellow counselors may have other opinions about this but peewee's christmas special and listen to robert rain's organs and chimes if you can seek it out just one one song doesn't have to be any particular song you will get the gist but robert rain's organs and chimes let's pass it to counselor matt what do you think okay so i'm gonna have to suggest stream andy williams greatest hits i mean you can't go wrong with andy but you know one one musician we didn't even mention who was kind of a under under uh appreciated christmas queen i think is amy grant and Amy Grant is mostly known for her Christian music. She's got a little bit of pop music. She was actually one of my most streamed artists this year on Spotify. 
Uh, she has a Christmas album from 1983 called A Tennessee Christmas. And from start to finish, it is 10 tracks of Christmas bliss. So please stream or play Amy Grant's A Tennessee Christmas. And beyond that, I would say make an effort to watch A Muppet Christmas Carol. You won't be disappointed. It's one of my favorites. And I want to share that festive joy with all of our counselors. So please do yourself a favor and watch them up at Christmas Carol and Charlie, I'm going to send it your way. What do you think? Well, absolutely. If you don't watch Jim Carrey's how the Grinch stole Christmas, then you're missing out on a story of that's both funny and also heartwarming. Like, I feel like that's yeah. one of the reasons why I really like it. It's just like, it's funny, it's quotable. And I think that any family can kind of watch it and enjoy it. So like you can bring the little kids in, they're going to have a good time and the adults are going to have a good time watching that as well. Um, I also just think in general, just starting seeing as many people as you possibly can during that time frame around the holidays, just getting together with as much family and friends as you possibly can. Like, you know, it's going it's to be, it's a lot of work sometimes running around, seeing everybody, but seeing people around this, around the time of year, it's just, it's special and it, creates memories that last that last a long time so get out there see all those people bring them into your house tie them to the chair make them watch the grinch on replay uh -huh. tell them they have to, if they if they don't quote it by the end that there's going to be a problem very nice you, you know holiday stuff <laughs> um mine would be if you're in the position to be able to do this i would strongly encourage people to um either through their church or through their local um, charitable organization donate some presents to families in need um my family and i did this many years growing up um and i've done it several times as an adult and i always it always makes me feel a little bit better knowing that i bought someone a winter coat and the you know newest board game that they really wanted and even just doing those like very modest things um made me feel like a little bit better that i wasn't just buying presents for people i cared about personally but also buying presents for people who i who presumably really needed it so mm -hmm. that's my suggestion very nice yeah i agree with all of this. We are filing these traditions into the library of truth. Um, and if these campers aren't going to follow it, well, there are going to be problems. Krampus mm -hmm. is on his way. <laughs> yep. uh, I would like to wish all of our campers such Merry Christmases and Happy Holidays. Happy New Year. Happy 2022. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're there. Steve, thank you for all of your efforts with this. I really, you know, yeah, I was, was already fun. I was already in a festive mood, but now I'm just I am ready for Christmas and and thank you I for all your I can see that your in your eyes. Yeah. My my Polar Express eyes. Yes. The eyes of corpses <laughs> puppeted with strings. Hot chocolate. <laughs> uh. 
yeah, thanks again, Steve, for a great conversation, a great festive conversation. Again, also thank you to Counselor Ashley for joining us yet again. Yeah, thanks and for having me. We always love having you here. And uh, campers, it's definitely getting late. We're going to have to uh, send you guys out because... Oh, what's that noise? Guys. Oh, what is that? Up on the rooftop. Something? You hear that? I think Santa's here. You oh, hear what I hear? I hear oh, God, San Santa's has come to the truth cabin. We, have to, get to... We, have, we have to get to bed quick. Go. All right. All right, get everybody. your bunks. Everybody get yeah. your bunks. Get Go. to your bunk. All right, everybody. We're going to have to go. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of The Truth Cabin. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. This is Charlie. This is Matt. This is Steve. And this is Ashley. And we'll talk to you soon, everybody. Bye. Bye now. Bye. Watch out for that mistletoe. Ooh.